you know, if you're if you're talking about a quarterback, 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 quarterback. Your quarterback sponsored by KFC. Yeah, quarterback. So. What the hell's going on I watch film, but I'd be honest. I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at NFL on Twitter, and of course follow the group, at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal, say with me, at Ryan Peacock NFL, let's do the pause! Buddy! <laughs> That's different, I like it. And I do think everyone at home was probably doing it. So, uh, have you uh, got that t-shirt made up yet? <laughs> Not yet, No? No. I think we need to get you one. Yeah. We need to get you one. With just a lot of dots on it. Mm. Put it on the website and see many sale. Yeah, I reckon uh, two. Yeah, one to me and one to my mam. Yeah. Uh, Steve's mammy is our, one of our biggest friends, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Accounts for two hits to the website daily. Yeah. Uh, how are you, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. I've been today to a chili festival. What? I don't know. And of course, I don't do hot food, so I didn't try any sauces. Oh, you don't do uh, hot food? What? Not hot, hot food. Not like that. Like you go there and they go, yeah, this is a mild one. Mm. And you can smell it and you know it's not mild. It's yeah. mild for people that eat hot chilies. Yeah. It would it would kill me. Toilet paper in the fridge when yeah. you get home type of stuff. Yeah, but I bought a chili plant more because it looks pretty. So. Oh. Well, but, I'm glad you abstained because uh, UK Packers HQ is going to stink if... Uh, yeah. I couldn't do that to you. I found the beer tent. <laughs> of course you did. First. Obviously. Yeah, that was the first thing I found. You're right. Hmm. So are you rightly sauced up right now? Or are you? Do you ever get sauced up? You're a big dude. I mean, do you ever get drunk or do you just pound a whole crate and go, I'm bored now, I've got to go to bed? Um, I'm pretty sure. Well, it depends what you're drinking, doesn't it? Because there's a, such a thing you see as a session beer and then a beer that kicks the bollocks off you. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. So, like, for example, when I was in the pub yesterday drinking beer and Moretti, about my 748 for one of them, I was starting to think, mm, okay, I'm a bit pissed. Yeah. But I think I could have seven or eight Budweiser's and uh, it's just like man water, in it? Yeah, the first one, I think, is the one where you send me messages with kisses at the end. Um, I think the Budweiser is the one where you're still, you know, yeah, pretty manly, right? I send you lots of kisses, you know that. Sometimes, yeah. And I'm like, is it a habit with, you know, the missus or do you mean it? I don't know. I don't know how to feel. No, no, no. They, they are for you. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, are we going to talk Packers or are we just, are we stalling deliberately because this is the first preseason week that we're going to have to say meh about some performances? Um, well, yeah, I suppose. So the worst thing was that you had to stay up till two o'clock to wait for it to start. Mm. Um, and then it really wasn't great. No. It wasn't bad. It was just pre-season. It's just nothing. There's still... I was more encouraged by some of the run game. Um, I liked Jamal Williams not only running but receiving out of the backfield. I thought it was nice. Yeah. Um, I thought Ty looked okay for the three attempts he had. This is the problem, isn't it? You, how much of the first-team players that you're going to mm. see in week one against Seattle actually play a good amount of football? And that, that's where it's hard to sort of judge it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think to note, especially as Packer fans, we know this, you know, that Aaron Rodgers doesn't usually play and Mike McCarthy and the gang don't usually Mike McCarthy and the gang. 
the Green Bay Gang don't usually sounds like a terrible 80s band doesn't it like Mike Murphy and well what wasn't that what was the Macho Man Mike and the Mechanics anyway yeah Mike and the Mechanics and then there was one in the gang wasn't there yeah, yeah. Who, Hootie and the gang Coolio oh, Christ <laughs> nice Hootie and Coolio oh. look, look there's probably a good job of not doing a music podcast because no. uh, I think we've failed already no that's that's our Tuesday podcast they don't, they don't usually take the preseason seriously so it's very hard Ryan to gauge you know how the starters are getting on but it's kind of been the first time in a while especially at the running back position like you know correct me if I'm wrong where we didn't kind of have a de facto number one and I know this is something that's really frustrating you but it's the first time in preseason where we're properly peering in to try get a look at to see like who's going to come out top because we know Ty is is penciled in to come out top and then there's all the stuff oh Jamal Williams is overtaking him because of you know the coverage against the blitz and he's able to pick up coverages and all the rest um, you know and he does his blocking assignments quite well you know like his, from what I remember you know with James Starks in there Eddie Lacey in there and it was kind of we got excited more so of the weapons that we've added and not what's been taken away whereas this is the first preseason in a while now as Packer fans where we're looking at it with intrigue and saying you know what's going on so the running game Right, you know, this is something that you've got on and sort of you've been frustrated by. Were, did you see enough from Ty in in the game no, to sort of he, think he's got to run? The, well, this is the problem, isn't it? So he, he had three carries, averaging over 10 yards a carry. Brilliant. Mm. But he had three carries. Yeah. And one of those, I think, was for 20-something yards, wasn't it? So yeah. this is the problem. You can't judge him on that. Um, but obviously, I would say from the amount of time he played, Green Bay have made their mind up he's starting because he didn't play that much and he hasn't played that much obviously last week I think it was an injury but Jamal Williams looked like a nice second option um, I, I still sort of I still would say though it, if you had a Jamal Charles in his prime and Marshawn Lynch in his prime if you had a Adrian Peterson in his prime playing in our Packers team over the last five six years I just don't think they'd do anything Yeah, and I don't know that we're very well set up to run the ball and I think it's it's a big ask on any of the running backs we put in there. They've got to do they've got to do something special. They have to create all the gaps themselves. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It's almost like and, and people are going to disagree with this. But because we've got such a good pass game, it's almost like the team go well. The run game's just there for keep them honest. We'll put put a couple of runs in every now and again. Mm. I don't know. It almost feels like we don't take the run game seriously. And I'm sure people will be shouting at this, but you know, prove me wrong because. Nobody seems too concerned about it, and yet we're not really got a run game. You know what? I think if you were to ask Mike McCarthy, he'd come in and say, no, of course we take it seriously, because that's all he cribs on about, isn't it? You know? And I think yeah. the only reason he cribs on about it, Ryan, is because if he said we're going to focus on the pass game, they'd go, yeah, because you've got Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be like, they'd be like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. So he's saying the run game because, I don't know, It's is he trying to convince himself? Is he trying to convince the league to keep the league honest? Because, obviously, when you've got Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be your go-to weapon. Now, Aaron Jones stepped in as well. and Pro Football Focus have him as the second-highest grade um, on the offense. So, seven carries, uh, 50 yards after contact, according to Pro Football Focus. uh, Forced one missed tackle. You know, like, are we honestly going to see these guys on the roster at the end? Is it already a a foregone conclusion that it's going to be Ty and Jamal Williams? I think the running back situation is largely dependent on the wide receiver situation mm. um, because I think it's already been said that we, or, or I've already said, I don't know if people agree with me, but it's tight end wise, you're going to have Bennett, Kendricks, Rogers. 
Okay, and, and there's some other good young guys on there and practice squad guys on there, but they're not going to out, outdo those three unless there's you know um, an unfortunate injury or something, touch wood, that doesn't happen. Then you've got to look at the wide receivers. So how many wide receivers are you going to carry? Now, I, I've heard some people saying, no, we're going to carry seven. Right, I don't believe that's going to happen because I just don't feel we need it. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the more wide receivers you keep, the less running backs and fullbacks you're going to keep, mm. in, in my mind anyway. And this is sort of where now the whole the difficulty of cutting down this big squad to 53, this is where it comes in. Normally, you'd be knocking off people as it goes. But this new way of doing it where you can keep 90 right up till like the last last day of uh, before, before the season starts proper. So it's difficult for me. I think if you're keeping more wide receivers, are you going to keep three running backs and a fullback? Remember last year, we actually had... Uh, I think two running backs and two fullbacks um, at one point. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's difficult. I would say uh, Montgomery's going to start. Jamal Williams is certainly there in second place. Ripkowski's going to be there. I think Joe Kerridge, unfortunately, I don't see why we would need to carry two fullbacks. Hmm. So I would say more than likely Rip's going to be in there and Kerridge will probably get uh, cut, I would think. Especially after that unsportsmanlike conduct last night. You know, I mean, that's not going to do him any favours. But really, right, I think what's, like you said, I do think that, the you know, to have a run game in Green Bay is kind of seen as a luxury. I don't think that we can actually focus on it um, for some reason. Uh, but the thing that's really going to bite us in the ass is going to be the O-line. And I don't think, mm. you know, it, it looked bad last night at times. Jason Spriggs, I mean, for the for the third time in a row in, in the preseason, you know, we've seen him struggle there. Now, there's no shame in getting bet by Von Miller. And he wasn't all bad. That Ty Montgomery 25-yard run, that was because he made that seal block and Ty Montgomery burst through. And initially I went, that's some good play by Ty Montgomery. And then I said, no, it's you know, it's, it's a good seal block by the O-line. And who was it? Jason Spriggs. Look, he seems too long and rangy and he just seems to get bet the whole time. And, you know, yeah. Von Miller's spin move beats the best of them, but he put down Aaron Rodgers. And anytime A-Rod goes down, especially in a preseason game, and I know you remark on it a lot, um, you know, it gives you the willies. So I, I don't think that we have a strong enough um, backup core for the O-line. And we see the same on the opposite side of the ball. It's at times like these games when stuff goes wrong and you don't have loads of really sugarcoaty stuff to say that you see how thin we are at some positions. The O-line being one and Nick Perry's injury um, at inside linebacker also frightens Yeah, the... that's an ankle. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know how uh, he's off with an ankle. Uh, you know, he went yeah. off with his two ankles, actually, uh, one of yeah. them being injured. So, you know, that scares me as well. Ryan, like, we're accustomed to this in Green Bay. And I know that when we were on the uh, on the BBC and on Tog Sport, the same topics kept coming up of, you know, oh, they've taken uh, Sitton off the O-line, they've taken Lang off the O-line, can they deal yeah. with it? And you're like, the answer is no. You know, like, they, they dealt with it excellently and, yeah. and Taylor was excellent. But I think this is the thing, though, isn't it? We've kind of tried to convince ourselves everything's okay. You know, um, mm. last year Lane Taylor came in and, and Quantity did a great job. Excellent you job. Know, yeah. and, and, and past the first five minutes of the first game last season, Josh Shitton's name stopped getting mentioned. Mm. And that's how you knew he was doing well. Yeah. To lose TJ Lang the very next year, I it has kind of left us a bit thin. Now, Jari Evans has come in. Mm. Now, he's, he's a proven talent, obviously, coming towards the end of his career, but certainly hasn't dropped off as such. But it's past that first set of five guys. And then 
if Don Barkley is the sixth guy, then past there, we, we're not seemingly doing it. And yes, Spriggs is not living up to to a perceived reputation that he was going to have. Mm. Um, and then past there, I kind of I'm really worrying. And I think I, d- I don't know what we do about it. I think again, we've got to try and remember these are preseason games and how much are the actual first O line consistently playing together. Mm. Obviously, they're doing that a lot in training, but they're not getting it in, in the games. Um, but it's not going to take many injuries. And, I mean, O-linemen, they, they, they fight all game long, all season long. They fight, 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 fight. But they can get, they can pick up injuries, all sorts. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't take much. Even a freak injury, you know, someone just rolling up on their ankles whilst they're, they're fighting off a defensive player. So we need some more depth there, and that is a worry. I also think the pass rush last night was not as good. No. Uh, and at times, actually, there was no pass rush. So there's certain areas where I feel like we could do with some veteran help. And I think there's some players starting to already to become available around the league. Mm. Um, and I know we're not. It's not a game of Madden. And I know certainly Ted Thompson isn't. Uh, I still don't think he's worked out how to use the phone or an email to get get a hold of an agent at this time of the year. Um, but, you know, we need to start looking at something. Hmm. Uh, one that I think we tweeted out or I tweeted out, I'll take the rep in case anyone thought it was it was a, it was a mad idea, but obviously Ahmed Brooks was released this week. Hmm. You know, and I thought that was somebody that could maybe come into the linebacking core and, and do something as you get towards the end of the preseason, there's going to be other players cut and it's who can we pick up to plug some gaps. Now, I don't know if we'll do it. Uh, and I don't know what your opinion of that is. We, we certainly don't have a record for doing it. But I think there are certain areas we need to do something. O-line, as you say, that's one of them. Um, and I think the linebacking core is the other. Yeah, Nick Perry gone down. Um, but again, we did sort of do a wager, right, that I was hoping that Kevin King was going to have a bit of a a breakout camp, breakout preseason, if breakout applies to the preseason. And mm-hmm. you were looking at your guy, Reggie Gilbert. So we saw Nick Perry go out, Jaron Elliott go out, Elliott was out with that back injury, and Reggie Gilbert uh, put on a show. So, you know, registering a, a few tackles there, um, a sack. So yeah, I think he did well. There was certainly one I remember, I think the tight end went on a seam route. Mm. Um, and I think he got just done purely for speed. He sort of didn't turn quick enough. Yeah. Uh, but he probably should have had some help from a safety that didn't come. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players. That can be, I mean, Kyler Fackrell is is a guy that we're we're sort of going to be depending on as being one of the next guys in should something happen. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't looked great, I don't think. No. Um, we certainly need something outside the inside guys. I think the run defense is doing all right, and they're obviously a large part of that. Um, I was impressed with King last night. I thought he did very well. Um, but I was actually just as impressed with um, Kentrell Bryce and Marwin Evans as well on defence. thought they did very good. And obviously, yeah, they looked like studs. Yeah, and with Pipkins doing well the other week, actually it's some of the lesser-known names right now that are actually lining it up on defence. Yeah, like just looking at the Acme Packing Company, uh, com or acmepacking.com uh, website, they just had a little blurb on you know whose stock is up and whose stock and down. And they weren't too glowing about Kevin King. The guy says that he believes he missed three passes um, in the first half alone. So Kevin King does look like a bit of a project and where people were saying that, you know, he's going to start opposite Devon House. And people were even saying like, oh, Kevin King's the CB1 and then you have Devon House is going to, you know, and you're kind of like, all right, lads, relax. 
it does seem like the Packers scheme, certainly in the preseason, you know, whatever you can put into it and whatever, you know, the Packers coaching staff are actually looking for, you know, the cornerbacks still aren't really playing that press man. And I don't know, Ryan, whether, you know, we've one of the best safety tandems in the league. You know, is it a case where Capers is just depending to shore up any mistakes um, at the safety position, you know, if it gets by the cornerbacks? Which, in my opinion, is too late. Does he not trust the guys at cornerback to try track? And if they do, you know, they'll get burned for a big gain or a big loss, uh, you know, in their terms. I don't know. Like, the cornerback position, it's going to be intriguing to see, let's say. Because I hate when people say, oh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, of course, everything's interesting. But, you know, that's something that I'd be looking out for, uh, especially in week one. How do our cornerbacks actually hold up? You know, are they going to play more of a press man? Or is Capers just not showing that press man in preseason and letting them sort of hang off? And I don't know. I right? wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that clever. I mean, I'm surprised. Firstly, I'm surprised. Okay, I thought King did look better last night. Okay, maybe I was falling asleep because it was R3 and R4. Maybe I missed the bad bits, but I thought he looked better. <laughs> but yeah, look, I think the problem is, as you say, we, we just don't play that type of defense for whatever reason. I would love... To think it was him being clever and hiding, you know, keeping his cards close to his chest, if you like. Mm. I don't know. It is. It's been going on too long. We've not played that star. It's hurt us before. It looks like it will continue to hurt us. I'm not going to get too down on it yet. Um, so I don't. It's really difficult. I think the secondary at this point looks like it's got guys that can guys that can do well on certain plays. Mm. But what's our biggest problem been in previous years is that the secondary has got beaten up. Everyone blamed them, but we had nothing of a pass rush. Mm. And I feel like last night, again, the pass rush had gone. Um, and it could be another season where everyone's shouting about the secondary. Uh, but if a quarterback's got 20, 20 minutes to uh, have a look around the field, take a cup of tea, speak to his mate on the phone and then throw the football, mm. the secondary are going to get beaten up. Yeah. So, you know, this is, again, will there be... Will there be a veteran released around the league that we can take a look at? Yeah. Because I think I don't think this squad is oh, this is tough. I don't think the squad is has all its players on it right now. There's gonna be somebody added and I, or I think the, the there should be somebody added mm. to the mix as they become available. And I don't know who that's gonna be. I don't think we'll do trades, we tend to stay away from those. Too late to start start thinking about that one, but I think something's got to be added. Yeah, you kind of look at something on the cards because last night certainly seemed to be the strongest audition that we've seen for Brett Hundley for another team and not the Packers because we see all of this coming out with Aaron Rodgers where he's going to be playing another eight or nine years, you know, barring injuries. So where people have thought that it might be shorter, we heard rumblings that, you know, Aaron Rodgers... I don't know we heard it from some quarters on the, on the deep dark web that Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy we heard other things about that Aaron Rodgers wasn't particularly interested in an NFL career that was going to Elon Gate that he was more into his privacy and maybe wanted to hang up the, the boots at the height of his career we'd heard that rumor online also but now with him stating his intention that he wants to stay at Green Bay sign that big uh, contract extension to bring him maybe up to the age of 38 39 40 who knows um so, you know, with him being there, it's, it certainly seems like the only reason that you you continued to play Brett Hundley was either if you expected the offense to be so explosive and the run up the score so high that you're wondering if you can sub in Hundley 
in the regular season like we used to do with Matt Flynn. Do you remember those days when we used to run yeah. the score up into the 30s and then stick Matt Flynn on to, to finish out the fourth quarter? Sometimes sure. he'd come on in the third. So, you know, is it that? Are they putting them out there to say, look what we have? You know, you might have the Jimmy Garoppolo's out there, but look what we have. Um, who knows? <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, Ryan, just about that point as well, I, I just wanted to jump in on, on the, the pass rush about how important that was. Trevor Simeon last night, um, he was one of their, the top performers on the offense per pro football focus. Again, you know I love pro football focus. Um, but they said under pressure, he only completed three three of eight passes for nine yards. So that just goes to show, and yep. again, that pressure was very important uh, for that Bryce interception, uh, which yeah, set and, up the touchdown. I think Seaman's not a good, uh, he's not a great quarterback. Not a very good quarterback, but at times last night, we allowed him to look good. Yeah. Um, we've got to get up in his face. We've got to get more aggressive. I, I don't know what the problem is, but we need a more aggressive pass rush, and that in turn will help out the rest of our defence because it will put the quarterback under pressure. Mm. And we have playmakers in the defence, but as said before, if there's no pressure on the quarterback, the quarterback has all day to do what he wants. Um, certainly on the Brett Hundley thing, I think, um, yeah, the Packers seemed to use last night as a shop window. I mean, I think I... I was tweeting about maybe Callahan coming in. Obviously, found out then he wasn't playing. Mm. Um, then people started tweeting using the hashtag uh, Taysom Time, um, <laughs> which I loved. Well, uh, people were actually staying up last night in, in the UK and Ireland um, to see Taysom Hill play. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? That's a fourth string quarterback. Mm. And and people in the UK are staying up till four or five o'clock in the morning because they think this guy's so exciting they want to watch him play. He doesn't come into the game. So the Packers seem to use it as a shop window for Hundley. And I think that was a to the teams out there right now that maybe need one. So I'm thinking the Jags. Um, I'm thinking, uh, oh, I don't know, San Fran maybe. And any anybody out there, maybe even Buffalo, you know, teams that need a quarterback, the Jets probably for sure. So those sort of teams, it was kind of like put him out there, show what he can do. Yeah. Um, now... All right, he went 186 yards, I believe, but he didn't score a touchdown. So it wasn't as good last night, but I think he, he struggled with the O-line because he was under pressure quite a bit. Um, but it did seem that the Packers were certainly putting him in the shop window, maybe hoping that something will come in late to trade for him. And maybe that's where they're hoping they'll get that piece that they need on defense. Yeah, he was good with his legs, um, but the problem with him was he had those short passes. So he didn't throw for the touchdown, but he, he had that running. Uh, touchdown uh, which was nice in at the corner he thought he was going to be clocked but he didn't get clocked um, mm. you know we've seen him this preseason Ryan having me you know hit that 38 yarder to Jeff Janis down the sideline that was absolutely yeah. inch perfect so he's capable of it but like he said I mean he can only use what the defense gives him to a degree like he can go with the play call and then he has to go through his reads and you know the thing is it's preseason an awful lot of the Green Bay opponents have left their first string offense and second string offense on the field. You tend to leave your, or sorry, your defense, you tend to leave your first string defense more so on the field because they need to get the tackling practice in. They can't mill lads out of it in training. So they sure. need to do it in a preseason game. So in fairness to Hundley, I mean, he would have been, you know, up against some pretty gnarly uh, Denver Broncos, very proficient pass rushers. So the fact that he could get that type of yardage um, and also scramble for the run. He did a nice sort of Aaron Rodgers style, past the line of scrimmage, pump fake. <laughs> you know, and defenders still fall for it. You know, should be looking at him going, yeah, throw it if you want, uh, but you're going to get called for it. So, 
Yeah, like, look, you never know what's going on behind the scenes, you know, whether they put them in there because, you know, I don't think it's for... It's painted on the outset that it's for the good of his career, but I don't think that the Packers are going to do it just to say, there you go, Brett, now, you know, good lad. You know, I reckon that they put him in it. You never know, Ryan. I mean, the Jets are clean in house. They don't mind who they get rid of. They might There might be some veterans there that, you know, maybe is up for a trade with Hundley. Who knows? Um, sure. By the time it comes to it. But, I mean, the silver lining throughout the whole thing is that Mike Daniels still looks absolutely dominant, does he? He's shown, you know, regular season form. The guy doesn't let up. Um, yeah. He's unbelievable against the pass. And we had some guys in there who'd stopped the run as well. Yeah, I mean, defensively on the line, were you happy enough with, with Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark? It again, looked pretty stout against the run. Yeah, I think I think the run defense looks nice. You know that that's not an issue at all. It's it's the pass rush that's a problem. And if you've only got one player that's really giving you any legitimate every down threat, it's easy to put the help there. You know what I mean? So we need more players doing it. We need and and this thing. Look how many different players played on defense last night. Look how many different players played on offense last night. There's no way of getting any consistency for these players in preseason. Mm. So. I'm not, whilst I'm getting a bit like, oh, you know, I'm starting, oh, we've got no pass rush, oh, we've got linebackers, oh, O line. And people are probably at home going, all right, mate, shut up, it's pre season. To an extent, <laughs> you guys saying that, you're right, because it is pre season. Okay, and that is all it is. And, and, and I think we're going to see a very different attitude and a different level of performance come real season time. <laughs> so I don't have the stats in front of me for the defense to sort of prove my point. But if, if we look at, say, the receiving, and we look at the stuff there. The the leading receptions last night, the player that had the most receptions was three. Mm. Okay, and Jamal Williams and Trevor Dace, they had three. And then after that, it's two, one, one, two, two, one, 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 one. You know, no consistency. Mm. No continued repetition. And you'd almost have to ask now, and I think in the past I've said to you before, when they talked about bringing the preseason games down to two, and I always said, oh, well, that's really unfair on the players, you know, trying to make a name for themselves. But it's almost getting to the point now where these preseason games are kind of pointless. Mm. Because when, when you're playing football, you talk about repetitions, you're talking about doing things over and over and over again the right way. And if somebody's getting in the game like a Geronimo Allison gets in there and gets one reception for six yards, or and Martellus Bennett getting one reception for seven yards. It's very difficult for these guys to, you know, for learning from that as a football team and what the players really gain from that if that's all they're doing. Basically, we're protect, protecting all of them from not getting hurt, aren't we? Yeah. So you might as well now just stop playing the games. Yeah, and that's what it's certainly going to be uh, for the four preseason game. It's literally going to be the fringe guys to see, you know. And again, it's only when you know what to look for. Uh, but another silver lining for me is Kentrell Bryce. You know, that interception was nice. The run back was nice. But also, Ooh. do you know what? And it's kind of, it's amazing. It's only preseason, so big giant who cares on an awful lot of stuff. But Trevor Davis absolutely smashed it week one, uh, was dead to Packer fans in week two, and is back with a bang in week three. Um, you know, it was overall great in pro football focus. 80.3, caught three of four targets. And passer rating when targeted it was 105.2. So, you know, pretty well. He's a tall, rangy guy. He's a speedy guy. And yeah. and I said it uh, last week in the podcast. I give him, hold on. Do you hear this? You hear that? It's a tap on the back for me. Um, thanks. So I said it last week that I didn't think it was particularly a big deal, the fact that he muffed that, uh, was it a kickoff return, punt return? Because 
he looked like he did exactly like he did the week before when he ran it in for the touchdown is that he looked like he was trying to make that step while catching the ball uh, which is a pretty hard technique to do and that's the only reason that he muffed that and this time around you know he, he did pretty well again and the coach came out last week and said exactly what i'd said that like the prior the prior <laughs> week he'd made that sort of step um and that's fine so i mean look yeah. i'm saying it packer coach is saying it. that's all i'm saying all Stop. he had to do was catch the ball. That's okay. it. That's it. Look, I'm still not sold on him because I don't think he's very trustworthy. But yes, you're right. Last night he did have a bit of a bounce back game, which he needed to have. We said that on the pod in the previous week. Mm. Uh, one particular tweet last night, I think there may have been some drink involved. Trevor Davis is the new Desmond Howard. Um, <laughs> not not sure just yet. Yeah. Uh, but I do like your optimism. So keep tweeting. I love that. Yeah. Drink drink more often, but responsibly. Yeah, I'm not sure 11 is the 81 just yet. No, but it's good. I mean, that wide receiver, um, we're absolutely stacked. I think at tight end, it's, it's a super exciting as well. We saw Kendricks come down with some passes last night too. Uh, the guy looks super experienced. So, look, I'm not worried at all. And in fairness, you know, against a team where we had, a, you know, our second, third stringers in um, against the Broncos leaving their first stringers out an awful lot longer than we did, uh, to only come away, you know, with a with a 2017 loss wasn't too bad we had an opportunity to win the game um, with no timeouts at the very end there where Brett Hundley was another a bit of an audition to try get him down the field you never know what can happen in that type of thing maybe get them to field goal range tie the game up um, you know so we certainly didn't get blown out and I know that an awful lot of the coverage is like oh that was a very sloppy game it was terrible something that really struck me as sloppy and it shouldn't really be happening and this is the kind of it's the one thing you can take from preseason that's kind of the leveler is the amount of penalties so oh, there, yeah. was, there was far too many penalties. On one play alone, there was three penalties against the Packers. And even the comms were saying, no fourth one, no. You know, it's like everybody was holding. Everyone was giving a big hug to the person that they were marking and didn't want to let them go. If sure. you leave me now, you know. So it was a great time for them all. But Ryan, that's something that it doesn't matter whether you're first stringer. No, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You can't start singing that song without him. <laughs> Woo! Less of that. I don't want people to. Uh, Do you know what? That was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. That was good. Thanks, bro. Uh, you've just destroyed some people's speakers in their cars. But <laughs> and and you still know, pay for that, not me. Yeah, and you know what? I might even edit that part out and just leave in the after comment to save people's speakers, but also give them a taste on just how bad that was. But we can't have any of these penalties creeping in um, because there's no real excuse for it, and that's something that people look out for. If you've I've got an excuse for it, what's your excuse? It's preseason. Yeah, but that's that's the players something... are not particularly experienced. And it's going to happen. And I think it happens to every team. I mean, the other team, uh, the other team, Denver Broncos, <laughs> they also had plenty of, uh, they actually had more penalty yards than we did. Um, so I think overall it was something something about like over 160, nearly 170 yards of mm. penalties between the two teams. But I think you get that in preseason. Yeah, but I mean, do you know what I'm doing? Uh, I'm binge-watching Hard Knocks, and I'm going from this Tampa Bay books all the way back to the Rams, the Texans, and all the rest. And one common theme through the whole thing is that if there's any uh, penalties... You know, it, sure. th- you get you get penalised for it. So the lads have to do press ups, the laps of the field, and all that. Yeah. The coaches take it pretty seriously because you might not have the experience yet to to know when the guy's going to juke or cut inside or whether come back on the, you know, do a curl bread or whatever. You might not have that experience to read all of that. But what you should definitely do in is and from way back in your career is know not to not to get caught holding because everyone holds. Uh, you know that pass interference stuff. Uh, illegal blocks in the back um you know that 
unprofessional conduct type of stuff. Do you know what I mean? That professional foul stuff. Yeah. You can't be doing that. Carriage is going to get done for that. That was that wiped fifteen yards off. That's um, the thing though. Some thing is though. Sometimes you tell by your coaches to go out there and grab opportunity with bands, just not when you're actually playing the game. Mm. On the O line yeah. or blocking for Aaron or whoever <laughs> else is better. Look, yeah. I I thought in terms of possession we were we were better off. My obviously penalties were bad. Seventy eight. I think we had seventy eight yards. They had eighty six yards of penalties. So the biggest one for me was our third down efficiency, and I think that was not particularly good. But again, it's pre-season, so how much weight do you put to all of this? Mm. You know, and I think that's that's the problem. It's very difficult to tell, and it's why this is probably the first pre-season where I've kind of gone, do you know what? Yeah, pre-season's getting pointless. Um, and I don't know what people think about that, and I would quite like to know what people out there think because I really used to be in the camp of no, no, four games there. It's there for a reason. Yeah, the unknown own guy, the undrafted guys, the guys that are bouncing, you know, every off season they're going from another team to another team, trying to just latch on somewhere. Mm. They deserve that playing time. Yeah. But I kind of feel like it is actually now my, my, I'm changing my mind on it and I kind of feel like it's a bit pointless. So I do want to know what everyone else thinks. I think the preseason, you know, if you're looking at teams with a quarterback controversy, well then it's very important because, you know, jobs are won and lost on that type of stuff and, you know, I've seen stuff and now again I'm high on hard knocks because uh you know binge watch about you know six series at this stage you know and we see lads who are drafted or they're veterans and then you know a fourth rounder comes in and beats everybody to the job sometimes that can happen but yeah it's gonna look a bit pointless it's not as pointless as the pro bowl and i've got an idea to sex up the pro bowl actually okay and let's, heard, let's hear it you've heard it here first i reckon what they should do is is they should put some type of like a bionic suit or a backpack or something right on the person so that you control their body and we play the players like in Madden. So you have a you have a controller and you're actually controlling Clay Matthews. How about that? That sounds like a bit of a terrible film I watched in Spain. Really? Yeah, called Gamer with Jared Butler. Seriously? Yeah. Never seen him. Yeah. Is so they're kind is? of like, they're, they're, they're previously in prison, mm. these guys, and then um, I think what happens is they go into essentially like a, a war zone uh, and they, they just battle it out and they fight to sort of capture the flag type thing. But they're actually being played by sort of kids at home. as oh. but, the, but they're playing real people and they're controlling them. So, so yeah, it sounds a bit like that. But oh, uh, well, there you go. I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure you didn't steal it. No, I honestly didn't. And, uh... and the thing is as well, it wouldn't matter because I bet nobody has actually bothered to watch that film because it is terrible. Yeah. So you'd get away with it. Yeah, there you go. Bit of plagiarism. plagiarism. Mm, yeah, I actually haven't seen it. Uh, haven't seen the movie, but yeah, that was my idea. And I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look at the uh, when that movie was made because I had that idea ages ago. Like I used to say to my uh, buddy in school, you know, we come up with different ideas, and one of us would say, "Oh, I had it already. I had it in play school, Ryan. Had that idea in play school." But is there any other takes that you take from from this game, or will we wrap it up to say, "Look, it's preseason. Nah. Everyone relax." Move on. Yeah, it's done. It would be nice to get to the end of the preseason four and zero, but guess what? It doesn't matter because come week one against the Seahawks, you're zero and zero, and you're starting fresh. So that's all that matters. So I think no, let's move on. Let's look at next. You know, let's look to next week, and uh, I'm sure everything next week will be perfect. It'll be a nice, convincing victory, no injuries, and we'll get into the season nice and strong, and confident. Yeah. And to go to show you how much that you can put stock into the preseason, the Browns have a perfect record so far. The Browns, I remember that, I'm sure I said this on a previous uh, podcast, they're going to playoffs this year. <laughs> you serious? That was, my, that was my bold prediction way back in the off-season. 
I just get the feeling that somehow they're going to sneak a playoff place. Oh. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. There's a hot take. Um, so Let's face it, if, if, they, if they end up if they end up another basement team, they're kind of almost one. <laughs> yeah, if they don't go winless, uh, well then you've won the game. So yeah. And um, oh, uh, nineteen nineteen club. Go on. Be full. About six tickets left to get up to sixty tickets. Right. So come on, guys, let's get it done. Sixty tickets. You wanted the Paul Horning jersey. It's out there. It's ready. Well, it's not actually. I've got it hidden away. And uh, if we don't fill the draw, I'm going to keep it. Yep. So fill the draw. Um, let's get that done. I think we had a Don Beebe photo and. A oh, who was the other guy? Can't remember who the other guy was. Possibly Quentin Rollins or yeah, I think it was Quentin Rollins. So let's get those slots filled. Uh, like I said, there's six or so left to do. So so please get on there. Four pound a ticket. Yeah, might do a flash sale, and if you buy one ticket, you get another one half price. Some of that. The other thing, uh, a lot of the jerseys people have been messaging. I think we mentioned it on the last one, didn't we, Steve? People mm-hmm. have been messaging about the jerseys. The guy basically makes all the jerseys up himself they're all handmade uh so he put four week lead time on them um we're still inside that lead time so mm-hmm. i think they're being posted out this weekend a number of them yeah. um but i think basically he just got a little overwhelmed with how many were ordered uh, mm-hmm. so you know we said we had a, a big uk pack nation out there if you like mm-hmm. um and there's a hell of a lot ordered so they should start getting sent out you should start seeing them the start of this week yeah the people never believe us, Ryan. We always say, yeah, we've got a, you know, there's a whole army of us. And they go, oh, okay, great. And then we're like, no, no, seriously, we've got a whole army. So are you sure? And they go, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? They get inundated. It's the thing. A normal flag football team squad probably orders 12 to 15 jerseys. Absolute mm. tops. Yeah. I'm sure we're about 60 odd jerseys. Yeah. We sold that flag thing in about five minutes, <laughs> you know, once we were released start rushing in but something close to my heart as well um the the meets we always got this thing of we always do it in london for the meetups and like can you do outside so we've got the membership numbers going we got sort of uh used to ed- enter in your locations to where you were we saw exactly where in the country you were and countries you were so we decided to go and blow open the whole tours and go around the country so we have a meet in manchester the tickets are still available the early bird tickets are all sold but you can still get a ticket for that you get a pie and a pint for i think it's a tenner or something like isn't it um yeah. so we've and got dave skelton dave skelton says it's a great venue and it's great mm. food great beer so yeah that's in it. a, it's in association with gridiron and gravy and the guy we're dealing with uh, who runs gridiron and gravy is an absolute top bloke uh, he spends all his time organizing these types of events and we heard nothing but good things yeah. about him so we hooked up with him the second one that we want to promote is the dublin meetup so again the tickets that you buy are dublin. six bubbling bubbling and dublin the tickets that you buy don't cover the cost of what we are giving you so you get two points of dublin blue uh, you get the best seat in the house in front of a nice big screen uh, to watch the game it's going to be packers ravens and what you are paying us we have to subsidize and pay more to the bar believe us on that especially now with the even worse exchange rate uh, we're going to be paying even more uh, because we just want to get that meetup going in Dublin. So it's Flag in Phoenix Park, followed by, um, you know, food and booze in the Woolshed. And we've heard nothing but good things about that as well. Best seats in the house. You don't have to have previous flag experience. You just need to be in Ireland on that day. An awful lot of people are flying over from the UK. And we've more people coming from England that we do have pledged to come from Ireland, which is shameless. So we need to get... Come on, Ireland. Yeah, all the Paddy Packers out there. Let's come be on. Avenue. Yeah. 
We need the Paddy Packers. We're going to try to get Michael D. Higgins down. Absolutely no joke uh, to meet with us, you know, if you don't stick yeah. your neck out. So we want people to come along to that. There's There's been a good uptake, but it could be way better. It's the thing. At this rate, I'm going to have to dig back in my family history and find out where I'm from and start claiming to be Irish to, yeah. to, to build the numbers up. The bolster team Ireland. So so get yeah. down there. I mean, an awful lot of you who were sort of telling us before that you can't travel to the UK. Um, I was making the trek over every year to London so now that it's in uh, Dublin Ken O'Mackey joined the party as well he surely did big like, shout out for that guy yeah Richard White came over as well absolutely sound bloke um, mm-hmm. so and a couple of others uh, I don't want to have to run through names and forget people and then for them to get pissed off but you know we've a lot of people sort of signed up already so please get on that and we're nearly at the point where we're announcing the venue and the absolutely blockbuster prices for the Super Bowl meetup but we'll keep that under the hat until probably about two weeks time isn't that right Ryan? Yeah, I think uh, once we're back from Green Bay, that should all be contracts signed and in. Uh, but we hope that this is going to be huge for us. So we really hope you uh, you come support it um, because we are going to be doing our own event. Yeah. So it is Packers. And you've heard it here first. There's very, very limited places to this. Um, so what we're going to do is, is to make sure that the room is jam-packed full and to make sure that it's a good night for everybody. We didn't want to book out the London Palladium or the O2. So what we decided to do was, is the venue that we're going for, uh, and we have to do it in conjunction. We don't have to, but we want to do it in the conjunction. That sounds bad. We have to do it with these lads. Is the Kansas City Chiefs group, uh, our heads abroad. Absolutely sound blokes. They're even better, and I like them more now because we trounced them last year in flag, and they'll be coming back for revenge. So we have to do it with with the boys up there, and we have to give them some of our allotment for tickets. So we've only fixed... 50 places for Packer fans and I can nearly count the regulars uh, on one hand so if you want a spot get in there quick when they do go on sale and that's in about two or three weeks time but listen that's it for this podcast from myself at NFL on Twitter give me a follow follow the group at UK Packers and of course follow me old buddy me old pal it's at Ryan Peacock NFL it's goodbye for this week goodbye